0: Yes, uh, one of the names, the nicknames there for me is, they call me Brother Preh. Berubit in Afrikaans, our language here in South Africa, in our community is Afrikaans. So the word for Afrikaans, the word for prayer in Afrikaans is but, they call me Berubit, translated into English Brother pre So how come I pray so much? Because the scripture says, pray without ceasing, continue in prayer, and watch in prayer with thanksgiving. Then the Bible says in Luke 18, it says men ought always to pray and not to faint. Because God will do right to His children who pray to Him continually. The Bible says whilst Peter was in prison, a continuous prayer went up for him by the church. And because there was continuous prayer, before long he was out of prison and they were still praying for him to be released and there came a knock at the door and a young lady opened the door and she couldn't believe that was Peter standing there. She thought he was still in prison. You see, so prayer changes things and people. Then in the book of James chapter 5 it says that Elijah he was a mighty prophet. It says that Elijah was a man of like passions and he prayed and he didn't rain for three years and he prayed again and the heavens were open and it started to rain. When he says he was a man of like passions it means he was a human being just like us. He was no different but he prayed. So If you have time to pray, God has time to listen. So, what did I learn about prayer? I'm not saying that my way of praying is the best, or my way of praying is the only right way. Prayer takes on many forms. A look, if you just look up to God, that is a prayer, even without saying a word. If you just give a sigh, Like, because of a heavy heart, that is a prayer. It comes before God and God will answer that. If you read uh, Acts chapter 7, you read uh, verse 34, 35. It says, God appeared to Moses in the burning bush and said, I have heard the sighs of my people. I've heard their groaning. They didn't pray audibly uh, verbal words, verbatim. They gave sighs, they sighed, and they groaned because of, of, of burdens. That this, this was what they said. Just a sigh, it's a prayer, and a tear is also a prayer. I remember, uh, I have a sister who's was married to an Italian. She's there in Italy, I think, more than. 20 years, more than 30 years, I think. They were married here in the 70s, 70, 73 or four. So you can imagine. I think she's in Italy more than 30 years because the, uh, her husband worked all over the world and they traveled and lived here and there and everywhere due to the, the work uh, he did. And uh, they did construction work and engineering work, building roads and bridges and dams. Uh, you work with an Italian uh, engineering firm, and and I remember my my mother and my sister didn't speak to one another for five years. So, one day my sister informed my auntie I was living with my auntie uh, here in Cape Town because my mother lived in a faraway place near the border of Botswana. And and but that time my mother had home. My mother was a, a speculator, property speculator. She bought homes just about everywhere. And she was living in Cape Town also at that time, close to my auntie. And she uh my sister let my auntie know if she can come stay with her. She's coming to South Africa. And I'm thinking, why are you gonna live with, with your auntie, but your mother lives near you? You're, at the moment, mom is also here in Cape Town. Why don't you go and live with mom? But I didn't. I'm just thinking that. And I realized that mom and my sister didn't communicate with one another for five years. And that's why she didn't want to go and live with mom during a stay here in, in Cape Town, South Africa. And I thought to myself, wow, how, how does a mother feel if your daughter... You gave birth to your daughter. You reared your daughter. You, you become attached to your child. And now you're, I'm sure my mother's longed for and yearned to see my sister. But now she's coming to Cape Town, South Africa, and she's not going to her own mom. And I felt compassion for my mother. And I went into the garage and I walked up and down feeling compassion for my mother, feeling the pain that she may be feeling, feeling sorry for her. They say compassion is placing yourself in the, the other person's uh, position. And as I felt to my mother in the garage, I'm now walking up and down, uh, wanting to pray verbally, wanting to pray words, but I couldn't pray words. My tears were just streaming down my cheeks because of the compassion I have for my mother, because of... The burden and a hand because of this concern. How hurt would my mother feel? She's already hurt because they argued, they're not speaking to one another for five years, not corresponding, not communicating, not phoning one another for five years. That's already painful. But now daughter is coming in close proximity to her, near her, and she's not coming to her. That's painful and as I was walking up and down with compassion in my heart for my mother, my tears were flowing down my cheeks, streaming, falling on the ground. I was weeping for about one hour. I walked up and down with this burden for my mother. And after about an hour, I stopped weeping, stopped crying. And I was just about to pray words, speak to God with words. God's voice said to me, son, it's not necessary to pray words because you have prayed already because tears are the language that God understands. Praise the Lord. Brother or sister, young man, young woman, even if you don't know how to pray, but because of a burden or sickness or worry or concern you have, And you have been weeping. You've been crying. Those are the prayers that God sees. He's going to answer those tears. He's going to answer your groans. He's going to answer your sighs. You don't have to pray with words. Your tears are prayers. And those tears are genuine prayers because they come out of your heart. The Bible says the sacrifice of God is A crushed spirit and a broken heart God will not despise. It says that God uh, is near those with a broken heart. Amen. He's near you because your heart is broken. He's near you because you are weeping. Very soon the problem will be solved. Very soon the need will be met. If you read the book of Exodus, the second book in, in the Bible, you get Genesis, then Exodus. It says that that Israel was in Egypt in slavery. They were slaves. They were burdened. They were, were abused. They were hit. They were mishandled, maltreated. But they sighed. They didn't pray to God because they didn't know this God. They didn't pray to Him, but they groaned. They sighed. Just that sigh. And those sighs came before God because we read Exodus and in Acts in the New Testament, the fifth book in the Bible. You get Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and then Acts chapter 7 verse 34 and 35. You will see that God appeared in a burning bush to Moses and he said, Moses, come here. I want to send you because I've seen the affliction of my people, and I've heard their groaning. I've heard their sighs. So you see that the great miracles, the ten miracles, the ten plagues that was executed and unleashed upon Egypt in order for them to release Israel from slavery. That was as a result not of words of prayer, It was a result of tears and sighs. So don't worry if you don't know how to pray. Praying is not always words. Just looking up to God when you have a need. That is a prayer. Just raising your hands up to God. It's a prayer. Just giving a sigh is a prayer. Just shedding a tear is a prayer. Or if you want to have a model prayer. I'm in this environment of Christianity for many years. But do you know what prayer I pray? Every day, the Our Father. If you want to have a prayer that that has all the elements in it that you can pray, I recommend this to you. It's got 23 elements and 7 parts, the Our Father. If you can just pray the Our Father every day, I tell you, things will happen for you. Things will happen for you. Especially when you come to a line in the Our Father where it says, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. It's not just about sustenance, bread that you eat, sandwiches. No, it's about food, but it's also about healing. Because bread is a symbol of healing. There there was a, a, a case in the Bible where the Lord, remember the Lord Jesus, He was sent to the house of Israel to bring the good news to them. But He wasn't sent to the heathen, to the pagans. And so Jesus was healing people. The Israeli people, he was healing them. And another pagan person came to him and said, Please heal my daughter. And Jesus said, No, I cannot give the bread of the children to the dogs. He deemed them as dogs. Now people, people, he's not insulting them. He's describing them. People, even people who tear you apart with words is called a dog. Because dogs like to tear your flesh. They like to tear clothing. You see, but you get people who's got this dog mentality. They like to lash out at you with words that tear your heart apart. And that's a dog. Now now the Bible says we mustn't give that which is holy to the dogs. It means we mustn't preach the gospel to people. who, When you preach it to them or when you share it with them, they turn around and they tear you apart with words. He says, don't give that which is holy to the dogs. If you know that person is going to argue with you, fight with you, insult you, degrade or humiliate you with words, that is a dog. Don't give the word to them. And then he says, do not give that which is, throw your pearls before the pigs, the swine. Swine are people who, who trample the word underfoot. You give them the word, the good news, and they trample it underfoot. That's called a, a swine, a pig. But you mustn't worry. You mustn't worry. A pig is not so bad. Sometimes you, you think if people say to you you're a pig that you, you think it's an insult. There was an argument between the pig and the hen. They said, the hen said to the pig, look here, I produce an egg, I give eggs to humanity every day. So I'm serving humanity more than you, he said to the pig. The hen said, it was a she rather. The hen said to the pig, and the pig said, man, to you it's a service, but to me it's a sacrifice. I have to sacrifice my life to give bacon to the people. Apart from that, don't think even if people call you a pig, it's not an insult. Did you know that a dog looks up to you, and a cat looks down on you, but a pig looks at you as his equal. Did you know that? Now you say saying, I'm insulting you. No. Do you know that there's people who need a transplant, who need a new valve in their heart, a heart valve? And the doctors and surgeons, they took a valve from a sheep and put it inside a man's heart. The, the body rejected the valve of a sheep. It was only the valve of a pig's heart that was compatible with the human heart. Apart from that, did you know there's 40 different kinds of pharmaceuticals, medicines that is manufactured from some part of a pig? Pigs, they serve humanity. There's many things that's made of a pig like buttons, like glue, like uh, uh, brushes, artist's brushes, they use the pig's hair. Did you know that many times the insulin that many people use comes from the pig? Pigs save lives with the insulin that people inject, which many people don't know. And then they take the pig's bone of a pig and they make a cornea for people who's got a problem with the, with the eyes. And they make shoes from the pig, pigskin shoes. And I've met people who do stainless steel, stainless steel uh, cladding, like in the restaurants. You have to have uh, uh, the wainscoting in the le- restaurants. It means it's about one meter, one point two meters high, all around. That that's a requirement uh, of the health department. They must have stainless steel cladding all around the kitchen, about one. Meter to 1.2 meters high and that cladding is made of stainless steel it's a stainless steel sheet and do you know what happens when that stainless steel bends and they got to use a hammer or something to knock out that that dent or that bend you can't use an ordinary hammer do you know what the only thing that works there that doesn't damage the stainless steel cladding is the skin of a pig. They take a the skin of a pig and roll it up and, and make a hammer out of it. And they use that to knock out the dents of the stainless steel cladding and it doesn't damage it. So don't think it's an insult if you are called a pig. Pigs, pigs are not dirty. They are not dirty because pigs don't have sweat glands. That's why they roll in the mud to cool themselves off. In the mud, and if the mud sticks to their bodies, the sun cannot burn them. That's what the elephants do. They take mud and they throw it onto their backs to protect them against the sun, the scorching sun. So, okay, we're back here by the the prayer. I spoke about the Our Father. So if you don't know how to pray, Either you can look up to God, that's a prayer. You can give a sigh, that's a prayer. You can shed a tear, that's a prayer. Or you can pray the Our Father, that's a prayer I pray. And I said within the Our Father, there's an element which says, give us this day our daily bread. So that daily bread is not only sustenance for nourishment for your body, but that daily bread is also healing. Because in that scripture, when the woman, the, Pagan woman came and said, Lord, heal my daughter too. The Lord said, I cannot give the bread of the children to the dogs. He is calling healing bread. So when you pray, give us this day our daily bread, you are also saying, Lord, give me my healing. Heal me emotionally. Heal me spiritually. Heal me physically. Heal my relationship. Heal my, my, my mind, which is troubled and disturbed. Heal my marriage. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So may the Lord bless you. They say if you hope, then you can cope. Just remember I said, if you have time to pray, God has time to listen. God bless you.